I think that's what makes this world go around is connection, right? It's that feeling of, of connection. And again, like what I've been going through in my darkest moments and, and my grief and loss is not unique to me. It's a very shared experience with so many people. Sylvia Kim's life changed course quickly in 2017 with some major life events, including her dad's diagnosis with cancer, surgery for her second Achilles rupture, losing her job, and ending a relationship. Thinking it couldn't get much worse, her mom was diagnosed with cancer in 2018 and passed away in 2019. Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots that we make in order to keep moving forward. During the time her mom was sick, Sylvia was working a corporate job that she didn't love. After realizing the lack of time she had to spend with her mom, she left that role and so started her journey in the fitness world as a boxing instructor. Through some of the most difficult times of her life, boxing had become the medicine she needed. It became her safe haven, a place where she could release intense emotions and start her healing journey, navigating the death of her mom and grieving the loss of a future she pictured with her. Her grief journey has led her into deep questioning of her own identity and who she was without her mom, eventually learning to shed expectations of others and come home to herself. Oh, this conversation is incredible. I am so excited for you to hear it. The little nuggets of wisdom that Sylvia has for you today, oh, like buckle up. You might as well get a journal or a notepad or something. There is so much wisdom, there is so much love, and there are so many lessons to be shared. So let's jump in. We start with the question, Sylvia, how did 2017 force you to pivot in a completely different direction? Mm. So in 2017, all in one month, my dad got diagnosed with cancer. I tore my Achilles for the second time. So my right Achilles I tore, um, I tore my left one in 2013. And I also got laid off from my job all in one month. So those three things happened. Oh, and I ended a relationship in that, really? in that same month. So I tore my right Achilles, which um, ended my relationship because it just caused a whole, it made me realize some things and then got laid off from my job. And the cherry on top was my dad getting cancer. So needless to say that that was the pivotal, I guess I hit rock bottom. You know what I mean? You know, when you know when people talk about like hitting rock bottom and I was lying in bed and I was like feeling sorry for myself, like pity party of like the why me again, you know, everything in my life's going wrong, like really just getting to that point. And I realized like I was in such a victim mode in that moment. And that's kind of where I started to change things. I focused on, that's where I, like all the self-development stuff came about as well. Like I started reading different books. I started consuming different content and it really helped me navigate through such a difficult time. And um, yeah, and, and that year, like that was the year that changed everything for me or started to change everything for me. And then in 2018 is when my mom got diagnosed with cancer. So that was you know, after my dad getting diagnosed, then my mom getting diagnosed, I felt like, okay, here we go again. And it was a real true testament to when you think things are tough and you, you don't think it can get worse, like it could get worse, mm -hmm. you know? 
And so just really starting to focus in on what's important in that moment, because I was working a corporate job again, that I didn't love, you know, went from one corporate job to another. I felt trapped. I felt stuck. I felt lost because I wasn't doing anything that was fulfilling. And then on top of that, my family was sick and it's like, I didn't have any time or energy to give to my family because I was working so much and in a job that I didn't love. So I realized, you know, after my mom had surgery and she was in the hospital for a couple months, what's the point of all of this? What's the point of any of this if I can't be there with my mom? And in that time, actually, that's when boxing became really important to me because it was one of the things, one of the exercises and activities that I could go and it was easy enough on my Achilles. So I could still, still kind of like get a really good workout. And I mean, that was my safe haven in terms of like emotional release, right? Like it was exactly the place that I needed during that time when my dad was sick and my mom was sick, I would go there to escape almost. And it kind of led me into becoming a coach. I loved it so much. It made me feel a certain way. It made me feel safe. And an opportunity came up where I was able to train to become an instructor in one of the studios. So I was working full-time in this corporate job. And then I started teaching part-time. So I was working like crazy hours. And again, realizing like I'm doing all this and I'm not even able to spend time with my mom who is in the hospital. So I ended up quitting my full-time job and uh, decided to take on teaching boxing full-time. And then my mom passed away in August of 2019. All the years are blurring together now. It's like, what a ride it's been. Um, Yeah, so my mom passed away in 2019. And I would say like that was definitely when I lost myself completely. I had no idea who I was without her. I had no idea what I wanted. I like everything I realized then it's like, I lived my life for my mom. Like her and I were like best friends, you know, like I lived my life. I made my decisions based off of like, what would make her proud? What would make her happy? And without her, it was almost like I had to learn all those things again, Mm. like who I was what would make me happy? What do I want? You know, are the things that I thought I wanted in life, are they really what I wanted in life? Or is that something I wanted because I thought she wanted? It it was all really the start of my Mm self-discovery. So the last couple of years has obviously been a healing journey and a journey to rediscovering who I am. And with that has come a lot more death, death of who I thought I was, grieving the loss of a future that I thought I had and just coming to terms with like what death really means, you know? And I think we think that death is just so far away from us and so removed from us, but we experience it every day. Like, even if we're not dying in like physical form, like our bodies aren't dying, we all experience death in so many ways every single day. And I don't think we acknowledge that enough. You know, it's like the death of old parts of you or, your dreams, your death of dreams or plans. Like, I mean, we've experienced this in the last year with COVID and the pandemic. It's like a lot of the things that we've planned for were taken away. And like, we don't acknowledge that as a death. It is though, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in this last year alone, it's like 
death has become more of that kind of meaning for me. It's like the death of the identity piece of like, who am I if I'm not a boxing coach? Who am I if I'm not able to do that? You know, who are you outside of the things that you planned, right? So I'm definitely going through another phase of that, you know, in terms of like self-discovery and like the death and rebirth cycle. And, you know, I moved out from Toronto to Vancouver to work as a boxing coach at a studio here. And a couple months in, I realized, okay, like this isn't my path again. And then went through that existential crisis again of like, okay, well, who am I if I'm not a boxing coach here? Like I moved out here and it's like grieving, leaving Toronto, grieving, now leaving this job and feeling quote unquote lost again. But really it's like, the more I get lost, the more I'm starting to find myself at the core, you know, it's like really just surrendering all those pieces and letting all those pieces of you die so that you can see what's left. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Sylvia, thank you so much like for sharing this and for opening up. I, I have so much love for you and, and the losses that you've experienced. Oh, okay. So I have a couple questions here for you that I just have just come up with here because your sense of self-awareness jumped in rather quickly after your dad got sick in 2017, where you had hit rock bottom when you're thinking about your, the victim mentality. That awareness of self without someone else pointing it out is massive. Had you always been that self-aware or was it this event that maybe kind of pushed you into it? Can you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, of course. Of course. I definitely wasn't this self-aware and that was probably the catalyst to developing my self-awareness. I can take accountability and admit that I was always searching for happiness outside of me and I was always looking to to my friends to make me happy or to my partner to my, to make me happy or my family to you know help me or mm-hmm. or make me happy or fulfill me and it's with the loss of everything is when I started to realize that like happiness and fulfillment comes from you and comes from only you mm-hmm. you know and I think that I'm still growing through that and working through a lot of old conditioning and old belief systems and old patterns. And that there is definitely a codependency wound that I have. And that's stemmed from an enmeshment with my mom, like for sure. Like I I definitely did not know myself Mm -hmm. and in losing her is just, that really has been my path to self-discovery and Mm self-awareness. I'm still on the path. I'm still on the path every day. Mm-hmm. to learning who I am and discovering who I am and and healing so much of the past where I didn't know myself at all. Mm-hmm. External processing is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do look externally for the validation. Like, are we doing the right thing? Are we heading in the right direction? Is this going to be good for me? Is it good for you? I can feel that to my core. Mm-hmm. With how intertwined you were with your mom and how much of what your mom wanted or saw for you played into how you lived your life or making your mom proud doing things that would make her happy that you maybe thought that she wanted what was your biggest surprise in starting to lean into what Sylvia wanted or what made Sylvia happy was there anything that really surprised you yeah you know what it's like I feel like every day I surprise myself Mm. I feel like every day I am learning something new about myself 
And for me, it's been the letting go and surrendering to certain expectations or outcomes. Mm-hmm. I definitely realized I've lived a lot of my life on based off of like, yeah, like, like you said, like pleasing my mom or pleasing others. And what surprised me the most is now kind of, kind of coming to a place of like radical acceptance of whatever it is and kind of giving my, myself the space and permission to allow for whatever comes and allow for shifts to occur at any given moment without judgment, you know, because I think that, I don't know about you, but like, I've also, I also feel like I've always been the type of person that like, if I say it's this way, like I need to see it through and like, I can't change my mind because, you know, then that's, that's not having integrity. And now coming from a place of like, Hey, if I change my mind, then I change my mind. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm not, I didn't keep my word. It's like, no, like my heart is saying something else right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and just allowing for that, like radical acceptance of like whatever comes, you know, and having, having less expectations of whatever outcome, I guess you're programmed to think that you need. Right. And I'm sure that you still kind of catch yourself in a moment where, you know, you fall into your patterns, right? Old patterns, old ways. And then it's like, oh, no. 100%. 100%. And I think it's, it's interesting because I've been learning a lot of that in a new relationship, right? And I feel like a lot of those old patterns and old wounds come up because, you know, you, you do a lot of self-work, right? Inner healing, inner work, and you can do all of those things, but a lot of healing comes from within a relationship because a lot of your wounds come from within a relationship, yeah. right? So in this new relationship, I've caught myself like a bunch of times of like things coming up where I'm like, oh, wow, I did not expect that to be here. Like I thought I'd work through it, mm-hmm. you know, and then realizing like that's still very deeply there, you know, and and being able to work through it with a partner who holds space for it is just has just been the most beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of allowing yourself to, again, without that judgment, because I think that's the the greatest lesson that I've I've learned within the last couple of years, the judgment piece, like you judge things, you judge yourself on certain things and you put labels on things as like good or bad. And, and that creates more division within yourself, you know, and that creates more, more feelings and cycles of feeling lost or feeling broken and, and just kind of coming back to a place of, you know, whatever is, is fine. Whatever it is exactly what it should be. There's no good. There's no bad. Um, it just is right now, you know, and just kind of giving yourself that radical compassion and, and forgiveness, because I know like when my mom died, I went through months of so much guilt, so much guilt, feeling that I failed her in certain ways, feeling that I couldn't fulfill certain dreams that she had. And like, you know, there's so much guilt and the work for me was, was to get to a place of radical forgiveness and understanding that you could only move from a place of where you are in that moment. You know, like you didn't know any better. You couldn't have done any better because that's just who you were in that moment, right? That's where you were in that moment. So yeah, like we always wish we could change things. We always have regrets. We always, especially when you go through a loss, you're like, I wish I did this or I wish I could have done that. But you did the best you could with what you had in that moment and just really moving from that place. Mm -hmm. 
What was it that kept you moving forward? I mean, you have had some really significant life events and losses. On your darkest days, what was it that kept bringing you back to you can do this one step forward? Oh, man, I guess love, you know, love like within me and feeling love from those around me. I think for me, like what kept me going was feeling that sense of what I'm experiencing is not unique to me. Mm -hmm. It is a very shared experience. It's a very shared human experience, grief, loss, all those things. And what got me back up and going is like, you know, if I can share a piece of what I'm feeling and make someone else feel a little less alone, then I'm going to do that. Mm You know, because I think that's what makes this world go around is connection, right? It's that feeling of of connection. And then again, like what I've been going through in my darkest moments and and my grief and loss is not unique to me. It's a very shared experience with so many people. So that's what that's what keeps me going is like, how can I connect with these people? How can I make them feel less alone? How can I be that bridge for another person that certain friends have been for me through my grief. Mm -hmm. I don't know where this came from. I just was curious about how the boxing community in particular, because between your dad getting sick in 2017 and now boxing Mm -hmm. has become such a part of your journey. So I'm curious about how the boxing community in particular has changed your life. Oh man. Well, the boxing piece has been, it's been my therapy, right? Like that's what's kept me sane through some of the darkest times in my life. Mm -hmm. And the community is definitely one that just like uplifts and empowers. And it's interesting because boxing, I've learned in the past couple months, there are two sides to this boxing world for me. One is this like identity piece of feeling like, okay, now I've attached myself to this identity of boxing. And as I go through my journey, I've started to kind of shift a little bit more into a feminine energy of like healing and release and surrendering and letting go and being, whereas boxing is kind of the opposite. Mm -hmm. If you really look at it, right, it's very masculine energy, the pushing, the doing, the push through, like it's the opposite of kind of where my soul is, Mm -hmm. but yet it's still very much connected. And that's the piece I'm still trying to figure out where it fits into my world right now. And I think a lot of the times it's like, we think that there needs to be like, you're either this or that. And I think that's the kind of dilemma that I've been working through is like, I'm either this or that, Mm -hmm. but I'm realizing I can be both. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like really starting to harness, like I'm a lover and a fighter, like I'm vulnerable and I can show my pain without masking it and really being authentic to who I am from my soul perspective, but then also having this tough exterior. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been an interesting journey trying to like, I'm still trying to understand it to be honest. (laughs) Okay. And we keep coming back to the word identity. So I had also kind of been thinking about your identity and how much you've been navigating with letting go and acquiring new parts of your identity. What has been the hardest part of your identity to step away from? I think the hardest part for me in terms of my identity 
to step away from is like the person that always has to be doing something, the achiever, the yes girl, you know, the one that always has it together. There's definitely a part of me that has shifted away from that and allowed myself to shift away from that. But it is the hardest piece of me to let go of fully of like being a certain way for other people, you know, that people pleasing, that fulfilling a certain role. And also, I think it's like letting go of a a piece of me that needs to feel this sense of belonging, but on other people's terms. It's like a sense of belonging based of what society puts out there Mm -hmm. in terms of like this box, right? For me, like letting go of the identity piece of where you should be at a certain age, you know, what you should be doing, what that should look like. You know, I'm in my mid thirties. So it's like shedding that, the expectation of like, oh, you should be married and have kids. And then I'm like, I'm mid thirties. I'm like not married. I don't have kids. And I'm a boxing coach. Like, it's like kind of shedding a lot of what was expected mm-hmm. of me. It's been hard though. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Honestly, I could talk to you all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving this. Okay. Yeah. I have my safe haven style questions for you. Are you ready? Yeah. What are you most proud of? I'm most proud of how far I've come and really diving deep into places that I know are really scary, you know, and embracing it and welcoming all those parts back. Mm. What would you like to be known for? That's a hard question. That's a really hard question because I feel like that ties into like this identity piece. Again, it's like answering that will, it like puts an identity on, on me, you know, it's like, I think I just want to be known for someone who loves fiercely, you know, and can inspire others to find within them the love that exists. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting when I ask people that question, because the answers are so different. But what the most beautiful thing that I've realized now asking this like hundreds of times is that a lot of people are starting to understand that it's not a thing or a title. It's about the feeling that you leave someone with. Mm -hmm. And it just it's so humbling for me to sit on the other side of this and just hear it and just understand that you're already doing that. You're already leaving people feeling loved and wanted and letting them know that they are worthy and having them genuinely feel that to their core. So I I love that. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. My last one is if you had a message for everyone listening, what would it be? Choose love over fear over and over every single time, because you can't go wrong if you choose love and there is no right or wrong. Like that's another message. (laughs) Like when you're trying to decide between something, just know that there is no right or wrong decision. There's only a decision that leads to another decision and an op- another opportunity to find yourself. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Hia, which is my Korean name actually spelled out. Everyone's always like, what is that? <laughs> um, but it's H-Y-E-E-A-H. That's probably the best place that you can find me. I'm also going to tap in Feel Good Fitness in there too, because you're so yeah. sweet. You haven't even mentioned that, but... Yeah. yeah. Give us a rundown on that. Cause I know that we heard from Sarah, but how are you jumping in weekly with feel good fitness so that people can come and train with you there? Yes. 
Awesome. Yeah. Feel good fitness. Um, we're actually launching our third round, uh, at the beginning of March and I teach every Thursday, um, box hit. So it's a boxing hit class. So you'll definitely leave nice and sweaty and Sarah and I teach on Sundays together. So we do kind of like a slow burn Sunday, uh, which is a little mix of like mobility and, you know, yoga Pilates inspired or kind of hit, but slower, um, exercises, movement that's like a little bit more intentional and uh yeah you can find us there sarah teaches on tuesdays and we're going to be doing another round so come check us out mm-hmm. sylvia thank you so so much for this thank you so much amanda it was a pleasure sylvia thank you so so much for joining me on the safe haven I am so grateful to Megan Pogue. Hello, shout out Megan Pogue. Thank you so much for putting me in touch with Sylvia and with Sarah from Feel Good Fitness. My life is already changing trajectory with the involvement of you two in my life and I could not be more happy about this. I love what you're doing. I'm, I'm borderline speechless and that doesn't happen often. The conversations that we've had even since this recording are just food for the soul. So I thank you and I appreciate you so much. To everyone listening, I recognize the privilege that comes with this platform, and I am committed to creating a safe, brave, and inclusive space with intention. If this episode has hit you right in the heart or inspired you in any way, which I am positive it has, please screenshot the screen while you're listening, send it to your friends, and share it in your Instagram stories. Please be sure to tag us at the Safe Haven Podcast so we can personally thank you for it. If you're able to write a review or leave a juicy five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, that really helps this podcast grow. For more great podcasts, check out FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com. And I will talk to you next week.